Hello world, and today we're getting back into it. Once again, we're talking about housing, so it's a bit of a financial episode, if you will, but it's also a bit of an international, a global episode, if you will, man. We're going to be talking about China a little bit. That's right, the place I stayed for four years. Man, I say that every other episode. Anyway, why do I do that? Because if it's your first time listening in, welcome to... Welcome to what? Welcome back to another episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast, y'all. My name is Cameron Bivens, the Dragon Horse himself, and your, you got it, lovely host. Let's go, man. We're talking about what China's solutions are to housing right now and how they're going about it, particularly buying houses, which happens to be one of China's biggest sources of investment, the housing market, the real estate market. I know that there's been a lot of news in the past year about China and an impending crash, and it seems like there's always news about that, right? But the truth is, you know, we're dealing with a lot of the same problems here in the States, and I'm seeing a lot of the same problems pop up in Europe, particularly places where there's older populations, younger people are working, but the salaries are not going up. They're not making as much money, man. So let's see what, well, let's see what some of the businesses in China and what they proposed to do about it. You know what I mean? Um, as I said before, I do not read through these before I bring them to you guys. So if there's any uh, mispronunciations, if you guys hear me stutter, anything else like that, listen, this is genuine off the top of the dome, off the top of the head. You guys know that. Let's get into it. All right. Brought to you guys by CNN.com. The title of this article reads, China's property crash is prompting banks to offer mortgages to 70-year-olds. Wow. Okay, so there it is. Uh, (laughs) Banks are offering mortgages to, uh, you know, senior citizens, essentially people of retirement age. Okay. Um, I'm not sure if it's to 70-year-olds or if it's you can pay it off until the age of 70. All right. But we're going to get into this. All right. Hong Kong CNN by Laura He, okay? Laura He, thank you for bringing this to us. Let's go. The property market in China is so depressed that some banks are resorting to drastic measures, including allowing people to pay off mortgages until they are 95 years old. Yeah, so basically, say you're in your 30s or your 40s, you finally got enough money to buy a house, which in most places in China is not possible. Think big cities like Beijing, Shanghai, it's almost impossible. But some smaller cities, you can definitely get a house. You could definitely do that, which is a big part of Chinese culture. A lot of men do it to get married. So they have to be able to provide a car and a house to show that they'll be able to take care of their wife. And their wife is expected to have a baby, take care of the home and things of that nature. I mean, things are changing with the youth. Things are changing with people that are my age and younger. But that was always the expectation, at least in the past. Right. So I think that's what they're talking about here. But let's keep going. Some banks in the city... Some banks in the cities of Nanning, Hangzhou, Ningbo, and Beijing, these are all cities all throughout China, you guys, so bear with me, have extended the upper age limit on mortgages to between 80 and 95, according to a number of state media reports. That means people age 70 can now take out loans with maturities of between 10 and 25 years. Wow. Okay, so they actually mean that we're trying to get 70-year-olds on with mortgages. Yeah, that's exactly what they mean. 
I mean, that means that 10 years, you take it on at 70, 10 years, pay it off by your 80, if I understand that correctly. If I do not understand that correctly, you guys feel free to correct me in the comments, real estate experts. And uh, if you're age 70 and it has a maturity of 25 years, you know, you're expected to pay that off by the time you're 95, essentially. Wow. Which let's face facts. Most people will not live to be 95 in most places in this world. It's just not common. I think some of the oldest people on this earth live in Japan, coincidentally due to the diet, the lifestyle and things of that nature, the low stress, the exercise. However, you know, the idea that you're 70 taking out a mortgage, I guess better late than never, right? Let me not be a critic. Let me, let me not criticize. Let me not be a critic. Better late than never. China's property market is in the midst of a historic downturn. New home prices had fallen for the 16 straight months through December. Sales by the country's top 100 developers last year were only 60% of 2021 levels. The new age limits, which aren't yet official national policy, aim to breathe life into the country's morbid property market while taking into consideration China's rapidly aging population. All right. Uh, that was stated by a China property analyst. All right. Um, basically, it's a policy to tool. It's a policy tool to stimulate housing demand as it can alleviate the debt payment burden and encourage home buying. Yeah. So this is this is their plan. They're like, look, people at the age of 30 and 40, man, they just don't have money to buy these houses. But I bet you at 50, 60 and 70, they can buy it. You know, that's that's what they're betting on. <clears throat> I kind of think they don't really have a choice. Um, and for those that really want to get on my head and say, oh, you're talking crap about China and da, 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 da. No, this is common with every country. Uh, it happened in Italy. They had their property boom and then it went bust. America has had a property boom and went bust. And now the properties went back up because of our generous immigration policies. Canada, the whole, I mean, most places in this world that are developed have gone through some sort of real estate boom where everything's expensive. Everybody's buying. And then oh a bunch of people can't make their mortgage payments so boom the banks are in trouble you know that's kind of that's kind of common in in many developed countries where the economy has been so good for so many years but then things start to drag and as i've stated before on past episodes covid really started making things drag worldwide and we're still dealing with the effects in 2023 from some of the policies in 2020 um it just is what it is okay covid was a once in a lifetime thing it was devastating and a lot of these countries are still dealing with it they're still reeling trying to be get back in the fight trying to get back in the game so this is how china's property developers this is how they're trying to go about it because they feel like hey look at some point because of our culture, because this is our main investment in China's real estate, you guys are going to buy into it. And in fact, it may work, but in fact, it may not because a lot of Chinese still are looking at um, buying houses overseas, possibly immigrating or just buying a vacation house in other countries and doing things of that nature where they feel like the value will inevitably go up, where they feel like it's not leased to the government for 70 years and they can actually own it for however long. Okay, so there's there's a lot of factors at play here. There's a lot of factors at play. There's not just economics. There's also culture. There's a few different things, really. Anyway, let's continue forward. The new mortgage terms are like a relay loan. If the elderly borrower isn't able to repay, his or her children must carry on with the mortgage. And there it is. Okay, so... <laughs> oh, come on, man. They're, they're creating a... um. 
they're, they're creating a society of debt. They're going to create a, since they feel like the rubber's going to run off the road, right? At some point, the real estate industry is going to go bust. They said, well, look, us old people, we're going to get it and then we're going to have our kids pay it off. But there's no say to if the value of the property will be maintained, if it will go up inevitably, right? Uh, say the world continues to change manufacturing. A lot of manufacturing goes somewhere else as has happened in America and a lot of other countries, Italy included Europe, a bunch of countries in Europe included, right? Manufacturing goes somewhere else and China has to shift gears away from real estate. Okay. What's there to help these young folks be able to pay off these loans? There's no guarantee they'll be able to do that. Just like America is still dealing with a student loan crisis where a lot of Young people who went to school can't pay off their student loans and they need help, right? And it even influences who young people vote for politically, right? Um, because at the end of the day, we're all going to vote for policies that benefit us, right? So this is kind of a big deal. It's not kind of a big deal. It is a big deal <laughs> because it, it feels like um, China, or at least in this case, the the real estate property developers and the policies are more or less going in the same way that um, we did when it comes to student loans, where you're strapped with that loan um, for life. And if you're not strapped with it, you can lose what you even took out the loan for. You know, that's tough. That's tough. Last month, China reported that its population shrank in 2022 for the first time in more than 60 years. A new milestone in the country's deepening demographic crisis with significant implications for a slowing economy the number of people aged 60 or above increased to 280 million by the end of last year or 19.8 percent of the population the mortgage borrowers age plus mortgage length should not usually exceed 70 years according to previous rules published by banking regulators china's life expectancy is around 78 yeah that's what i'm saying like if their life expectancy is around 78 and they're expected to be able to afford to pay off this loan. And they're not expected to make it to 95, which we heard early in the article. They're willing to give out loans until 95. Then they're essentially going to saddle the young people with debt that they're inevitably all of them are not going to be able to afford. Yeah, there's a few that are like, this is great. I can finally get a house because I know they're going to leave it to me. I'll be able to step into their shoes. But there's a lot of them out there where they're like, I can't guarantee I'll have the money to get this house i can't guarantee i'll have the money to maintain this you know that's tough that's tough that's tough that's tough that's tough the china banking and insurance regulatory commission hasn't commented publicly about the new terms so essentially the word for it as it mentions in the article here is multi-generational loans okay yeah yeah it's uh, uh, it, one one analyzer in the article near the end goes on to say it is obviously a way to alleviate the debt payment burden. Yeah, man. I mean, this is pretty much what it is, you know. Um, risky mortgages, multi generational debt. Look, I get it because you know to go to school. I'm not gonna lie to you guys. To go to college, I had to take out student loans. It's a very common thing here. Um, I like that it's getting talked about more and more nowadays, but. When I went to school back, I don't know, 2008, when flip phones were still a thing, it wasn't talked about that much. So, 
when I look I now as a grown man, I look at debt in a completely different way. I've learned about the stock market. I've learned about real estate. I've learned about investing. I've studied. I've done these things. I've lived in multiple countries. Uh, I lived in China. And at this point, hell, you could say I've lived in Italy. How many times I've been there? How many times I've been to the Netherlands? How many times I've been around? You know what I mean? At this point, you could say I've lived in these countries. I mean, you know, I'm moving like a local when I'm there, even though I don't look local. So I say all that to say this. The last thing you could do to help your country is saddle mostly young people in any country with debt. Look at what's happened in South Korea. Um, they've even gone in. They've even gone on to include in their media movies and hit TV shows about this. Uh, look at the movie Parasite. It's on Netflix. It's amazing. And it talks about how debt can just cripple lives. Um, look at uh, Squid Game. A lot of you have seen Squid Game. That's another example of how people are willing to risk their lives to get out of debt or to be able to have money left to their loved ones if they don't make it through the game. Okay. So there's a lot more to this. This is how this works. Um, and I just don't think it's good to saddle a whole country and the young people with debt. And I know the U.S. has done that. But the U.S. has policies they can implement and global influence they can I implement to get rid of that debt. And I'm not so sure that China has that quite yet. And I'm not saying that to dismiss China's power. Not at all. China has grown a lot. And I love the culture. Anybody that knows me knows I love the culture. I mean, my freaking podcast is named The Dragon Horse Podcast for a reason. That was my name when I was in China. Ma Long, The Dragon Horse Pod, The Dragon Horse, you know. But at the same time... This is a very, very risky gamble that they are doing because you may be able to saddle 70 year olds with multi-generational debt, but if young people can't pay that off as they're going through life, if they can't pay off those loans, what's going to happen is you are going to have a national collapse <clears throat> and it'll be much worse than the collapse that we had here in 2008 because we had something similar going, but it wasn't multi-generational. It was you take it out, you pay it off. Okay. Okay. It wasn't my dad's going to leave the loan to me. That is multi-generational and that is very difficult. That is extremely difficult. Multi-generational loans, they can work, but they are an extremely risky gamble. And on this scale of real estate for a whole country, I'm going to be honest, I don't know. But I'm sure of one thing, we'll see what happens, okay? Hope for my people in China, man. Big ups to y'all. I hope it works out. I know times are tough. Um, you know, just as they're tough here in the USA, but let's just keep spreading love domestically and internationally. Keep doing your thing. Keep hoping for the best and keep being smart, working smart, investing smart. That's all you could do. Thank you guys for tuning in to another episode of the Dragon Horse Podcast, y'all. I really appreciate it. As always, I'm expressing gratitude. Namaste. Appreciate y'all. Love y'all. And I will catch you in the next episode. Peace.